Kick back and relax with Mark and Carol as they describe Beverly Hills 90210. So as you can see, this is a brand new thing, but also sort of an old thing. Carol and I have decided to spin off the 90210 series and do its own series itself, which will come out every Monday, as you can see. We don't have openings for this because these were originally part of the original episodes that we did of Massive Late Fee. So this is a brand new opening, welcoming you to the show. Enjoy this episode of 90210. So this week we ha- are continuing our our coverage or whatever you want to call it, our reviewing of 90210. We're on episode three. Carol, why don't you uh, tell us what what the episode was about this week? Sure. So uh, Brandon, yet again, practices saying no. Like you you got his name right, which is good. Yeah. Like the good after-school special boy that he is. Um, (laughs) Episode starts off with... He... Okay, I'm trying to think about how it actually started off. But I know like Steve Sanders... Oh, yeah, his dream. He dreamt about surfing. Yeah, about going to the beach. Yeah, he was... was, It was kind of a funny uh, shot, too, because it's just showing like all this water dripping down his face. Like, you can tell it's supposed to be hot. Like, sexy hot, not hot, hot. And um, it's not, in my opinion. I don't know. He, he he's not. He just not do it. No, he's too. He's too pretty. Yeah, he would have made a really pretty girl. Yep. But he's not a manly man. Although I guess it makes sense that he is twins with with Brenda. Uh, don't you think that that twins that are male and female? Don't you think one usually looks more masculine? Then the average of the gender, the female or the male, looks more feminine than the average of the gender? Maybe. I don't know. I don't think I've had that much experience um, to, to speak to that. That's my, uh, that's my non-expert opinion. But okay, so he wakes up having dreamt about surfing. And some blonde chick. Yeah. And then Steve Sanders' mom mm-hmm. asks him uh, to make friends with Bri- da- David. David Silver. Yeah, his mom, who we never see. Yeah, all off screen. She's uh, she's like John Forsyth. Uh, I guess he's Bosley. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I don't know. I think the point here is we never see her, and neither does he. You know. That's, oh, okay. It's kind of taking it deep. Well, I mean, he's talked about it all the time. Yeah, but you're you're you are giving the director or the writer. Uh, you know, giving them credit to have that kind of a profound thought as to how they present this character. I guess. Because um, he watch, start watching, at one point he starts watching her show, and, which he says he never watches, but we still don't see her, we just see her name. Yeah. I guess that's supposed to imply that's the only way he can see her. Maybe, or I really think he was just watching it for the first time because David keeps talking about how great it is. Maybe. So she's asking him to make friends with David because his dad is Mel Silver, the pro- producer. And so I guess he is producing some films she thinks that you know he would have a part for her in. So she wants uh, David to basically make an introduction through, through, uh, or Steve to make her an introduction through David. 
So um, he actually, even though he's acting like you know he would never do it or whatever, he actually does um, go out of his way to try to talk to David and starts trying to make friends with him. And then when he tries to reap the benefits of the work he's put into that relationship, he says, hey, maybe, you know, me and my mom, since you're such a fan, and you and your dad could all get together for lunch. And um, he's like, oh, well, yeah, but let's make it dinner because he's usually in surgery in the afternoon. Right. What kind of surgery does he do? I thought he was a producer. Well, no, he's an oral surgeon. Yeah, Mel Silver. He's like your dad's Mel Silver, right? He's like, yeah, Mel Silver. And he says, Mel Silver, the producer. And he says, no, Mel Silver, the oral surgeon. Right. And then, I mean, Steve is so mean because he's just like, I wasted all this time on the wrong kid and storms off. Yeah, the wrong dork, I the think. The wrong or, dork, yeah, or you're dweeb right. Or dweeb or something like yeah. that, he says. Something insulting. So, I mean, that's kind of the end of that little B story for the episode. Um, so Brandon then is, oh gosh, okay. He is talking to David and his little blonde friend whose name I can never remember. It's just the blonde friend. Oh, David wasn't there? No, it's the one that, that it just goes away at some point. Yeah, he goes into, I guess it's a computer lab. I mean, we don't have one at our school. I guess they're, uh, they're pretty posh. Well, yeah, I've heard like the private schools in like Birmingham have them. Yeah, for sure, they do. Um, but he's creating the perfect floor plan for a dance club. That he's never been to a dance club. Right, but he's using his imagination to figure out what the perfect floor plan for a dance club would be. Uh, so, you know, he sits, he's like, Brandon goes and sits down, and these two, like, meatheads come out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. These, um, like, jocks, and... They start harassing him. Brandon tells him to stop. And then all of a sudden, first appearance <laughs> of Luke Perry. Finally, Dylan. <laughs> he he uh, he swings around and instantly looks like James Dean. <laughs> and uh, basically threatens him, says, hey, you know, I got bad news. I'm not in a good mood today. <laughs> like all, all right. this stuff. And they're like, whoa. Yeah, it was the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. I mean, he didn't even threaten them. He's not a big dude. Like, they were bigger than him, and there's two of them. He, they just, they're intimidated by him. It's the attitude. I guess. And so they, they scram. And then Brandon goes to seek him out while he's reading a book. Yeah, he's sitting on the steps of the school reading. And somehow they end up going off together. Like, Brandon has a free period. He wants to buy him lunch. Yeah. Let's do lunch. <laughs> and so, you know, Dylan thinks that's dumb, I guess, and, and said they go surfing. So his dream comes true when he meets this uh, pretty blonde girl there at the beach that's friends with Dylan and a couple other guys. Yeah, what's her name? The, Sarah. Yeah, but they Sarah. call her Betty. Betty. Because that's what they think she is. A Betty, yeah. A Betty, yeah. Which I guess is a surfing term? I guess. Is that like uh, how the Australians call women Sheilas? <laughs> Maybe. I'm not familiar with this term, but, um, yeah, so he, he's kind of flirting with her. It's obviously like each other. And then the next day he ends up uh, lying to his parents. Now, oh, Andrea had gotten him to agree to do That's right. a, uh, editorial, which he didn't want to do. Yeah. About moving from the Midwest to Beverly Hills. 
And um, so he lies to his mom and says that he's been working on it for hours and that he's going back to the library to work on it, so he's skipping dinner. By the way, the teacher gave him a look like uh, like she wanted in his pants. Oh, yeah, it was really creepy. And, you know, if you remember, the episode started with them playing Hot for Teacher, like an instrumental version of Hot for Teacher. I think that's what it was. That's That's my speculation, but it could have been... Some other sort of kind of rock and roll surf song, I guess. But it, it sounded a lot like an instrumental for Hot for Teacher to me. Yeah, well, the I, beginning of it. The I think the do 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 do. Yeah, I think the teacher is hot for Brandon. Possibly. It's kind of creepy. So okay, so he lies and goes off with Dylan, and um, like I don't understand why he didn't just tell his mom, "I'm going out with my friend." I don't know. What the hell? Yeah. They, they think they, nothing comes of it. Like it's it, he gets his he gets it done. I mean, you know, not to ruin the ending for everybody, but he although it's what four years old, five years old at this point, but he uh, he he gets his paper done. He, everyone just talks about how he's studying all the time, even though he's not studying all the time. But yeah, nothing ever comes of it. It's not a problem. He still turns his essay in. It's all fine. Right. So I don't know why. Any of this happened. Yeah, I guess I guess they just want to illustrate that his parents are more protective than the other parents, so they have to lie to go out. But maybe, yeah, that could be it. I know, and his mom's having some kind of like weird midlife crisis through this whole episode about the fact that they moved and dad's gone and all this shit. So maybe he just didn't want to deal with her. But um, <laughs> he goes out with Dylan, and they run into the two guys and Sarah. Right. I think they were going to a movie. I think that's what they were lying to go in into a club. They were lying to get in somewhere, a movie, yeah. club, something like that. Yeah. And instead, they decide to go off with Dylan. And it's kind of funny because the, the two boys are asking Sarah to join them. And then these other two doofuses from the beach are like, she's with us. Yeah, we're like, staying here. They're, they're drinking all the time. She and goes stuff. where we go. That's funny. Right. It's like she's not even with them. I but, mean, but they own her somehow. Right. It's really fucked up. But. They all decide to go out together, so Dylan has them follow him to this fancy-ass hotel. Right. And they act like, you know, they're, like, sneaking in, like, they're, like, I don't know, being doing some kind of ninja shit, getting over to the couches. It's it was like, like the know. Mission Impossible music yeah. was playing. Do, 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 do. <laughs> and then they uh, break into a suite and order room service. Yeah. That doesn't seem very realistic to me, does it to you? Well, how it turns out, yes, but not <laughs> not in reality. I mean, if you broke into a suite and ordered room service, I mean, I guess maybe because they charge it to the room. But but what if nobody's staying in the room? And, and if somebody yeah. is staying in the room, then how would they break in in the first place? Yeah, that's true. All of it's true. So anyways, it, it turns out that they're not really breaking in because this is where Dylan lives. Yeah, Brandon being the dork that he is again is yeah. like... It's oh. like, uh, yeah, I'm not about uh, getting into trouble and, you know, like breaking into people's places and stuff, you know, getting thrown in jail. So he's going to go leave. And Dylan goes out there to talk to him. And then the waiter or whatever brings up the room service and talks to Dylan by name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and he's like, this is, and Brandon figures it out, you know, this is where you live. And he's talk about how... His parent, this is one of his parents' places, and that they're out of town all the time, so he never really gets to see them. And, you know, he's like, oh, it's just fun for them to think that we're 
you're doing something bad kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, basically, you know, he's being the good guy that we we know that he is from having seen him in later later seasons. And um, trying his to character's give character's really weird, but yeah, it is. Yeah, he is very weird, but you know, yeah, he's trying to give his friends a thrill, but also kind of keeping everybody safe. Mm-hmm. So um, Brandon still is all pissy, and you know, throws a temper tantrum and leaves anyway. Yeah, I don't, I don't like how he acts in this episode. Yeah, I, I don't like how really any of them act at the beginning here. <laughs> and um, then he goes to the beach with Kelly and Brenda the next day. And Tori Spelling, I saw her. Yeah. Donna was there too. She actually had one line where she says hi to Brandon and then Brandon leaves and then Tori Spelling says, oh, your your brother's so cool or something like that. Oh, gosh, I missed that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think that's why Kelly wanted Brenda to bring him because she knows that Tori Spelling's into him, but I think she might be kind of into him too, it yeah. seems like. Well, and again, we, we know that they're going to end up together eventually, so. Well, Yeah. That's how, that's how our last season ended. Yeah. I mean, they at least slept together. I don't know if the... Who knows if that relationship will, will you know, stay working out, but we'll see. Yeah, I don't know. I have faith in it. Okay. Well, that's good. But Kelly is a complete and utter selfish little brat. Oh, yeah. Who, when they decide they're leaving and Brenda says, okay, let me go get my brother, just leaves without her. Just yeah. strands them at the beach. Just takes off. Like, who does that? Kelly, apparently. Early season Kelly. (laughs) She's much more snobby now than she eventually becomes. And then... I um, guess having to go to California University, that public university, uh, really uh, puts your ego in check. Right. So then Brandon finds the beach bums uh, Mm. hanging out again. And they're all drinking. Yep. And of course, he's too cool to drink with them, which, you know, whatever. And they say that they wouldn't ever hang out with people from West Beverly. (laughs) <laughs> they don't know he goes to West Beverly, oh. but there's a bunch of people from West Beverly there, right? And they're like, "Oh yeah, you know, we're, we're we'll stay away from those snobs or whatever." <laughs> and um, you know, Sarah's trying to offer him some of her drink and stuff, and yeah. he's, he says no, and she's flirting with him, and and she's like, "I thought you liked me," and he's like, "I do like you, but this isn't you." Yeah, yeah, it hits home. And he's like, "Call me, call me, you know, tomorrow when you're sober or something, something along those lines." Yeah. Then, when Brenda finds him, they happen to look out and see that she is washed up on the shore. Right. So, well, she's washed up in the water. Yeah. She's not on the shore. She's close to shore. Yeah. So, she's not breathing, and he, he like, saves her life by doing CPR and everything, which yep. is cool. They call the paramedics. Yeah. <laughs> so, she ends up going to the hospital, and they're saying, you know, that she's an alcoholic and, you know, teenage alcoholic. It's kind of weird. Um... What's weird about it? Well, I mean, that she could drink that much. Yeah, I guess it depends on how old she is and when she started, but... The doctor said no one drinks that much for fun. I disagree. I see people drink quite a bit for fun. Yeah, but there's a difference between drink, like drinking a lot in one sitting at a party and drinking all day every day. Right, but do we know that she drinks all day every day? This is the first time we saw her drunk. Well, uh, I think that's the implication, that she drinks all the time. Yeah. And the doctor's saying, you know, with the amount of damage to her liver or whatever, that she doesn't, uh, you know... Because they, they mentioned that, it, you know, it's winter, so it's a little colder at the beach, which obviously it would be. I, you know, I don't think very many people in California even go to the beach when it's, when it's as cold as they're intimating it is. I don't know, it was pretty crowded looking. 
Well, yeah, but this is a TV show. True. I'm talking about reality. Okay. But anyway, the, the doctor said that her body temperature had already dropped two degrees, which can happen with people in the throes of severe alcoholism. I wonder why. Like, I wish that I could ask that doctor questions. Like, I don't understand that at all. Well, alcohol is a vasodilator. It makes you... A lot of people have the misnomer of, it's cold, let me drink some, warm myself up. It doesn't. It You know, it's a vasodilator, so it actually decreases your body temperature. Hmm. Okay. So it just, she got colder faster. Yes. Okay. So, um, Brandon has saved her life. Yay, Brandon. And he ends up writing a paper uh, about... The Green Room, which yeah. is the name of this episode. And what they call the being inside of the perfect wave. Yeah, that's what the Green Room is. And he equates it to, you know, adjusting to life in Beverly Hills, basically. And basically saying that, you know, he's looking for more than what's beyond the surface. And he hopes other people will look that way, too. So he's just saying he's open to real relationships, I guess. Yeah, we'll see. Right. He's had two relationships so far that have both uh, ended in, uh, we'll probably never see them again. Right. So, um, okay, so I think that's pretty much how the episode ended. Am I forgetting anything? No, so we haven't We haven't gotten to the point where there's a bunch of different storylines going on. Right. Like there is now, like in the, right. in the shows that air now and the shows that will presumably air in, you know, next fall. Um, there's not as many di- disparate storylines Mostly we follow either Brenda or Brandon, and the other people are sort of satellites to them. Right. And, you know, obviously as it goes on, that changes. the They become more full-flush characters with things going on in their own lives. Because we barely see Andrea. The only, the, we see Andrea in two different scenes, and both of which she's interacting with Brandon. Right. So, yeah. That's that pretty sense. much it for this episode. 